Hello friends, and welcome to another episode of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. My name's Clayton Croker, coming to you from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, to my left, we got Justin Anderson, also from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, joining us via Skype, we got Patrick Marsh joining us, not via Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, <laughs> uh, via the Maritimes. How's it going, bud? It is going great, and let me say, Clayton, I am so happy to have you back because I was struggling last week. I he can't do this without you. Maybe Justin can, but honest, I, I, I was uh, failing. I forgot that Clayton wasn't here last week until you said it. I'm not happy to yeah. be here. I hate you guys. Oh, so let's just, let's just get this over with. Just get this over with. Today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by Keystone Light, uh, a 15 pack in Saskatoon, thirty dollars right now. Are and you kidding me? If you live in Saskatoon, that's the reaction, exactly, because liquor prices in Saskatchewan are fucking nuts. For Keystone Light, it's basically water with a little bit of hops thrown in. Still pretty good. I was just going to say, yeah. you pay that much for bottled water? <laughs> My God. Uh, hey. You're knocking the sponsor of the episode, guys. Probably not a good idea. Probably hey. not a good idea to be knocking the sponsor. The PC uh, White Cheddar still hasn't given us our money yet. So Radio 101. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Okay, guys? Sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. Um, give us a like on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, at BFMD Podcast. We're on Anchor now. Shout out to Anchor. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Stitcher. You can still find us on there. Um... By the way, in case someone from Keystone is listening, that was a joke. You are not sponsoring the podcast today. Please don't sue us for copyright or anything like that, but don't listen to these two. You make yeah. a tasty, cheap product. I'll backpedal from that one pretty quick. You know what? It's not yeah. that bad. You guys are knocking Keystone. It's not that bad. <laughs> that should bad. be its motto, Keystone. It's not, not that, that bad. bad. I'd buy a beer that had the motto that was, it's not that bad. S- slightly above average. It's, it's honest. So many beer companies go above and beyond in their slogan. Like, it's just like, the silver bullet, you know? It's like, okay, relax. Like, it's not yeah. that bad. I'd buy a beer that had that slogan. Sure, why not? It's all about honesty, guys. That's, guys a, are... that's the kind of beer you play beer pong with because you don't yeah. mind flow but it gets spilt. As an advertising <laughs> consultant, Justin, you should know a good motto when you see one. Come on. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> that should be the motto for this podcast, actually. It's not that bad. BFMB. Oh, it's it's not better bad. than you would think. That's our new Twitter bio. It's not that bad. Uh, do you guys want to talk about NHL a little bit before we get into uh, some Can we just stuff? talk about the surprising things, like Columbus beating the shit out of Tampa Bay in four games? Patrick, what do you think about Columbus? <laughs> like, Did you expect that? Like, obviously, you didn't expect that, but like, what happened, do you think, in that series? Uh, it was just a perfect storm. I think Tampa huh. Bay was uh, outcoached. Their offense was flaccid. Uh, Kucherov <laughs> was invisible. Uh, and when he wasn't invisible, he was doing dumb shit. Well, was he was, he was uh, totally invisible. To be in honest with you, mm-hmm. can like, you find him on Let me ask you guys a question. Justin. Yeah. Clayton. Everybody gave shit to Alexander Ovechkin for years for not being able to win the Stanley Cup. When are we going to start talking about Steven Stamkos, a good Canadian boy, uh, not being able to lead his team to any sort of playoff success. First of all, it, it was Braden Holtby, a good former Saskatoon Blade and native of or the Ole Minster area, who led the Capitals. Okay, let's mm-hmm. who's, who's, who's Alex Ovechkin? Agree. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> all right. I think no. I think Stamkos gets a pass because like Ovechkin was like the number one player in Russia. Yeah. Stamkos is not the number one player in Canada because he came up kind of around the same time as Sidney Crosby and Tavares. and Tavares and stuff like that. So I think Stamkos gets a little bit of a pass because he's not like that 
like he is a top tier talent, mm-hmm. but he's like number three on the top tier talent but list. Some of the blame's got to fall on the, the shoulders of Andre Vasilevsky too. He was terrible in this series. Very soft. I, I watched Game Three, and it wasn't that Tampa looked terrible. Columbus didn't look that great either, but Kucherov just was bad. Like he was letting mm-hmm. in, he let a couple of softies in. I was like, man, for Vasilevsky, a, you mean? Oh, sorry, Vasilevsky. Yeah, yeah. for a uh, a Vesna potential winning goalie. I don't know if this if this kind of tarnishes the se- regular season that he had, but it should. It should, I but, think. Um, but it's no, it was, it was but embarrassing. These awards are for regular season. Yeah, I know. But, it was a I, very Dan Kuchay esque performance. But it might. But was but Kucher or fucking, what's his name? Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, that's two. There's too many Russian guys on that team. Okay, Don uh, Cherry over here. <laughs> there's too many oh, Russians uh, everywhere. They're there's tin these, advisors. Man, but like, how much blame can you put on a goaltender in the playoffs? Like, Lots. Was, does this... At least 51%. <laughs> does this performance, like, put somebody else in them? Like, the, the Vesna should be for the most valuable goalie. Mm-hmm. Is was Vasilevsky the most valuable goalie to like in, in uh, no, the league? No, I disagree because like I don't. He, sorry, was he, I didn't, was he the uh, difference? Yeah. Was he the difference that Tampa finished first? I don't think so. I think it was their offense. Mostly. No, if we went by most valuable goaltender though, Carey Price would win the Vesna every year. Probably, yeah, and and that's the same with Mike Trout should win the MVP every year. It's it's the best player, but unfortunately, eh, that's not how it works. Yeah, but we it can doesn't talk about quite that time. go that mm-hmm. way. I think you're right though. We can't like we can't overstate the fact that the goalie is responsible, because if you look stinky, <laughs> you're just like it's your fault. But like the same problem happened in Pittsburgh, where like their goalie, not that great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Calgary's in some trouble. I know. That Mike Smith a, looks great though. That was a rough um, third period slash overtime last night. Well, though. it was just it's just so frustrating because. All year, it was the Flames goaltending sucks, and yeah. we didn't have to worry about it because our offense was so good. Now, the exact opposite has happened. Playoff, our goaltending, yeah. Mike Smith, has been lights out in the playoffs. Like, did he make like 50 some yep. saves last night? Yeah, even, 49. Even and yeah. he made like some huge ones too. Like, if yeah. like he's in net so big, like he takes up so <laughs> much of the net, and usually goalies that are that big, they have problems with lateral movement. Not Mike Smith, man. That guy. He got a lot of lot of chirps during the regular yeah. season for not being that good. He is proving it in the playoffs, but his team is not playing good well around him. Johnny Goudreau and Monaghan have been <laughs> zeros. Kachuk has been good. Giordano's been good. Everyone else has just been garbage on the Flames. Like yeah. they need to really, really <laughs> step it up because their goaltending's so good right now. Like if they could just figure it out and they had the goaltending that they have, oh man. Flames would be good. Uh, the Islanders swept as well. I kind of saw that coming, though. I didn't think Pittsburgh was that good this year. No, Pittsburgh kind of, they were in a wild card spot most of the year. Like mm-hmm. even, even for a while, like when Philly was on that hot streak, yeah. we, we were kind of worried about uh, them catching Pittsburgh, too. They just, they were kind of up and down. Their defense kind of let them down a lot. And then goaltending again, Matt Murray wasn't great. Um, who Who's yeah. the favorite in the East now? Like, I was going to ask you guys this question. Out of these three series that are tied, Dallas, Nashville, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Boston, Toronto, uh, what do you think is going to be the winners of those, or who is going to be oh, the winners man. of those I'd series? I'd love to say Toronto. Man, It's the, this best of three with Boston is going to be tough with two games on the road at TD Garden. But, I mean, I think yeah. the, the big one is Winnipeg, St. Louis. I had I have Winnipeg. I had them winning the Cup when we did our NHL mm. episode. And they're yeah. but St. Louis came into the playoffs as the hottest team in the league. Like, I got the Blues in that one. 
Yeah. Bet you the Blues win tonight. I think they will too. Um, because we're recording it during the game right now. <laughs> and then Dallas Nashville. Winnipeg's already up one nothing now. Okay. Yeah, they'll blow Dallas it. Dallas won five to one last night over Nashville yeah. to I bet that you, series. I still think Nashville's gonna win that one. Yeah, though. they're the better team, but you yeah. never know and it's it's a best uh, of three now. Two nothing right? Jets. Hmm. Dallas cool. isn't that good. No. Dallas has like one line and the, then after that and then the owner have fired them up. Hey, that's the same with the Bruins though. Yeah, but the Bruins have a little <laughs> bit more depth than Dallas. Like Dallas yeah. has Ben Sagan, Radulov, and Zuccarello, and that's it. Yeah. Um, are you guys worried about the Raptors at all? No. That first game was a yeah. classic game one for the Raptors. True. They won by yeah. 29 <laughs> points in game two. That's very true. <laughs> um, shout out to your Halifax Mooseheads, Patrick. I mean, your, your time to gloat here about the Mooseheads. That's right. We're in the finals. We're taking on the Drummondville Voltager. Is it Voltagers or Voltagers? Voltagerble. <laughs> French name. I don't care. They're about to get bodied by the Mooseheads. So, you know what? All of this is gravy, though, because whether they win or lose, I don't give a shit. I'm still going to the Memorial Cup. I'm still going to see the Moosehead play. (laughs) It would be cool, though, if they won and uh, they had the automatic bid, because then the loser of the the finals finals gets to go anyway, Mm -hmm. which means... There's like almost nothing to play for. Yeah, yeah. In that fight, it's like it's like a meaningless final. Well, you could win. Oh, great! You win the whatever it is. The, the call, like whatever. <laughs> At least you guys fucking... didn't get like swept in the first round of your playoff series when you hosted the Memorial Cup. Looking at you, Blades. Ouch. We hosted the Memorial Cup. What was it? 2013. 2013. And yeah, first round of the WHL playoffs, Blades get swept. So they just have to sit there for a month nope. and a half, two months, and wait, wait for the, everything else to play out, then play the Memorial Cup. Then we lost all our games in the Memorial Cup that year too. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, good for the Blades, though. I mean, they beat uh, Moose Jaw, swept him in the first round, their first playoff series since 2011. Had a battle with PA. And then, yeah, fucking PA. I hate PA. Like the... Honestly, <laughs> PA is known here in Saskatchewan. Like, when you, th- when P- when you hear the word Regina, you're like, oh, capital city. When it you rhymes, hear the word it Saskatoon, and it also rhymes, with, rhymes fun. with fun. You know, yeah. experience Regina. When you hear Saskatoon, it's like, oh, city of bridges, the river. When you say PA, people literally go... Ugh. Like, it's like, oh, PA, great. And their fan base, like, they were just, oh, they were so cocky. All all series, they were just like, during game three here in Saskatoon, um, apparently someone got beer spilt on them yeah. in the uh, stands. And every radio station in PA made this big deal about it. There was a write-up on their news site. Oh, Blades fans, unruly at Sastel Center. Raiders game day experience, not that fun. Okay, like, I've been to the Art Hauser Center for Raider games. Like, if a beer gets spilt on you, that's the best thing that's going to happen to you during the game. And if these Raider fans are like, nothing ever, no, we're the best. I just, I can't get off on this. No one cares because it's... Saskatoon, PA. So well, if you're listening in Halifax, you're like, who are these people? What let's is talk going about on? baseball. Yeah, let's get to baseball. Enough hockey talk. <laughs> Vladdy Watch. 10 minutes, yeah. Vladdy 2019. Watch 2019. Da, 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 Sunday, da, da. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> um, it looks like he close. will likely get called up maybe by the time you're in L.A. to take in the yeah, Angel Series. They The team wanted him to have 20 to 30 ABs in Buffalo and play three days in a row. They've had some rain issues since he's been in, in AAA, and they might run into some more this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a whole thing that happened today. Um, obviously, Ryan Tapera was activated, and they DFA'd Javi Guerra, which did free up a spot on the 40-man roster. So we only have 39 guys on our 40-man right now, and Vladdy does need one of those spots. So right away, the Twitterverse started going absolutely bananas. And then right away, like uh, Sportsnet's Ben Nicholson-Smith uh, tweeted out that the Bisons announced that Vladdy had available media time tomorrow afternoon before the, before the game, so then people were like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Guess he's not coming up this weekend because the Jays are flying to Oakland now um, for three before oh, they before damn. they before they come home and. Uh, on the 23rd, Kevin Pillar and those San Francisco Giants come to Rogers Center. So people are, I think they're going to call him up for that series just to like take away the spotlight from Kevin Pillar coming back and be like, hey, we have That'd this be guy. so greasy. That'd be awesome. I love it. I would fucking love that if they did that. <laughs> Inject that right into my veins. I would hate that. Hate <laughs> it, that. It'd be awesome. Um, did you see the home run that he hit literally out of the park? Yeah. The, there's a Red Sox prospect in that game, did the same thing too. He is swinging the bat way more aggressively than before. And that's saying something because he hurt himself. He was giving him like, he was giving it all he had in every swing last year. It just looks like he is so like he's ready. It looks like he's out of control with his swing, but he's not. He's not. Because like you watch it in actual speed <clears throat> and it's, so it's like okay, it's violent. He's all over the place. He's herky jerky. Then you watch it in slow mo and everything it's is just smooth. so smooth and fluid. In. You're like, it's just faster than everyone else. Yeah. His bat speed is amazing. Like we, he just needs to come up. I mean, 17 at-bats, he's batting 412. He doesn't need any more minor league at-bats. No. He, need, like, he needs major league at-bats. He, he, he's done with these AAA at-bats. What do you think of Javi Guerra getting GFA, even though we had a spot for him? That is the opposite of confidence boost. <laughs> it's like disrespectful. That's not a good feeling where it's uh, like, hey, I know we have an open spot, but, you know. Someone gonna somebody getting a claim on you think? I don't think so. He's going to pass through and go I don't think so. Again, here in Toronto, we see a guy like that, and we're like, oh, man, like this guy's underrated, yada, yada. But again, like we're Toronto. You know, there there are plenty of other baseball teams out there. And and the Braves lost their closure, man, instead of sending Craig Kimbrell up against Javi Guerra. But uh, like again, Toronto (laughs) and like the American markets, I mean, no one cares about Toronto. No one's paying attention to it. Can I uh, read out the the quote of the week? Mm -hmm. Um, It's from Laura Armstrong. She writes for the Toronto Star. She was talking to Danny Jansen about all the high fastballs that Blue Jays batters are facing, and he said this. You've got to be able to lay off that chocolate mousse, as we like to call it, that high heater. It's so good, but it's so bad for you. <laughs> the Why high did he heat, go with chocolate mousse? Because chocolate mousse is so good, but of so bad. Though, eh, but like, nah, he no, could have no. had a bunch of other examples <laughs> other than chocolate mousse. Maybe I Danny, felt like he's maybe, not really being maybe relatable. Maybe Danny there. loves the chocolate mousse. Like we learned all, something about Danny Jansen today. Of all the desserts, like he could have gone with like cheesecake or something like that. Chocolate or ice mousse, cream buddy. or something. No, you went with mm. chocolate mousse? I would have gone with chocolate mousse. That's great. What? You guys just it's awesome. number one dessert when you think of something like that, like so good but so bad for you, is chocolate mousse. I guess Danny, that's what Danny Jansen thinks of. Don't like that. No, I think of treats of pizza, but yeah, I mean, that's good. Um, yeah, like blizzards, ice cream, stuff like that. Yeah, but, chocolate mousse. I mean, that's low on the dessert power ranking. I like how I like that he's calling that high fastball chocolate mousse. <laughs> it just looks <laughs> it looks so good when it's coming towards you. Then you realize that it's at your eye level and you can never hit it, but by that time you've already swung. <laughs> chocolate mousse doesn't even look that good. It's I just brown mousse. mush. Yeah. Like it's brown whipped cream. Dude, yeah, it's chocolate. Oh, bad take. Bad take. I Don't like that. I like it. Chocolate mousse. It's the quote of the week. That's gonna be this should be a new segment. Blue Jays quote of the week. Blue Jays just a random thing we find could on somebody, Twitter. Somebody on Twitter who yeah, says something or it could be a reporter, it could be a player. Ooh. Something stupid Joe Biagini says during an interview. I am all yeah. for it as long as I have infinite vetoes for any Marcus Stroman quotes. No. Well, a, this is a democracy, Patrick. No, no there's no vetoes but, in a democracy. Yeah. What are you, Donald Trump with this your executive orders? This isn't Jamaica, order okay? I am the Senate. Is this America? <laughs> I am the liquor. Uh, let's talk about the week that was, shall yeah, we? Um, because classic us, we can't beat Tampa. Uh, we lost can two or three year. against Tampa. Um, 
uh, game one of that series. What do you think about this Thornton guy? Is Tampa Bay the best team in baseball? <laughs> no, God, no. But yeah, like right Thornton now. had three home runs in that game. Yeah, he allowed three home runs. Um, two of them to Austin Meadows. Mm-hmm. This That game was going on when Patrick and I were recording last week. And he hasn't really... He had those two great starts to start. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you see that a lot of times with the AAA guys, right? They'll come up, big league batters haven't seen them before, yeah. so they have like this mystery. And he's got a really wonky delivery, yeah. so he hides the ball well. But there was no there were no circuits his last couple times out. So what about Clay Buckles though? I liked him. He did not hit ninety. I think all game didn't need to. No, he didn't need to. That's the thing. Like I was a little worried in the first inning because like it was the, like, man, this guy's throwing slow. The like, right-handed Mark Burley, eh, Patrick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby Burley, or I guess it's brother Burley, Uncle Burley. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I think it's Uncle Burley. Clay Buckles is old. He's old. Like 31, 32, 33? Clay Buckles. Like I think he's about thirty-four. Here we go. Google. Dun, 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 dun. Does anyone want to put money on this? No. He is. Oh, I got to scroll 33. Over. 34. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> I win. You All right. guys lose. Everyone sucks but me. Sure, Clayton. Um, but yeah, the Jays won that one 3-1. <laughs> to one. Um, yeah. But kind of story of last week was all the errors we were making oh my god in that game even though we won like we were booting the ball all over the we field we had five hits three errors and we still won three to one yeah patrick are you worried about yeah. our defense at all yeah absolutely i am there's just too many errors <laughs> way too errors. i mean we got rid of i shouldn't say it like that we resolved part of the problem by sending guriel down to triple a to work on his glove uh, and he's also been terrible at the plate too, but that's beside the point. Um, so I think we're we're seeing the end of the bad times when it comes to the errors. Do we have one after the third game? After we got oh man, I don't know if we I don't know if we had any before. against uh, against Minnesota. Which those I'm gonna look those errors from Guriel though. Those are like unexcusable. I mean, from second base, Regis. and like the one was like 30 feet away, like so bad, and he just like. Uh, just way off to the side, like you can't even. And you look at his feet, and he's he's like he's he's throwing crooked. It looks like he's mm-hmm. like straddling and then throwing just sidearm instead of stepping toward you throw. Right. Well, the even the Jays were you. saying that he has a case of the yips. Yeah, I always thought that yips. that was just kind of like a fan thing to say, but apparently no, it's a like a, a legit thing. Do you believe um, in the yips, Patrick? Oh yeah, I mean we saw it last year with Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. He had the yips before uh, he got hurt or whatever the. F- fuck the excuse was at the time so like (laughs) yeah like whatever this is fine this is a good thing at first i was really salty about it but justin kind of logic through it so i don't even remember what he said but i I was placated (laughs) easy uh, (laughs) i logic through my uh we had one error in the twin series game one uh brendan jury had a fielding error but it wasn't a throwing error and that was the only error in four games so speaking of errors can we talk about danny jansen behind the plate Sure. Danny Jansen, other than throwing guys out, he isn't doing a great job of blocking the ball and keeping it in front of him. He's had a lot of pass balls this year. I think he's calling a good game. He's calling. No, he's calling a great game. I mean, that's not, but that doesn't mean that he's like calling a game and blocking a ball are two different things. He's struggling getting down there and blocking balls. He's yeah. had a lot of pass balls in crucial situations. I remember, I forget the game it was, but we had runners on first and second. Pass ball, runners advance, very next pitch, pitch, ground ball would have been a double play ball. Instead, we get one out and they get a run. Yeah. It's like, man, you can't do that. You got to block the ball. It seems to me like Danny Jansen, again, throwing guys out, amazing. Calling a game, amazing. I'd like to see him block the ball a little bit better. So yeah. not really keeping well, it in front of him. The big thing that they changed with him this year was the way he holds his glove, too. He was he was more, he was kind of yeah. up and down last year. Mm-hmm. And now he's, he's got the elbow out. Mm-hmm. And that's thanks to John Schneider helping him out, too. But. That, that's going to be a work in progress. The same with Lourdes Gurriel. I mean, 
we all know that Guriel came over here from Cuba and had not even a full season of minor league ball before he actually debuted in the majors. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, the, the guy in, in North American ball and major league baseball is still very inexperienced um, for Guriel and Jansen. So that, that comes with time. Unfortunately for Guriel, it was a matter of he was hurting the team big time. Like the error that he had in the Stroman start, it cost Stroman 15 pitches and a couple of runs. And Stroh was quick to defend him after the game, saying, I I, man, I, I got him, it's, it's fine, Like, that's my guy, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pick him up kind of thing. But but 15 pitches is an inning. Like, That could be a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference between six or seven innings. And um, when you have Stroman, who is our number one starter based on reputation <laughs> and <laughs> experience, um, sure. losing, losing, an, yeah, losing an inning from him can be big. So, I mean, hopefully Guriel comes back. He's He DH'd once in Buffalo and had a couple of doubles, so mm-hmm. the bat's still fine. Yeah. But it's just a matter of him getting that confidence that he can make a 30-foot throw from second base. I'm just convinced that the second base position for the Jays is cursed. Cursed? Yeah. Like, we haven't had, like, uh, like Aaron Hill got all those concussions. O-Dog. O- O-Dog got really, really bad near the end yeah. of it. I think, I think O-Dog started the curse. Perhaps. Of the second baseman for the Blue Jays because... Also we have? Oh, God, no. It's got to go back further than that. Who have Probably we had? after Al- O'Dog after was good though. We, Alomar after Alomar was kind of like yeah, O'Dog was solid. Like we've had some decent. It seems like we really have a really good offensive second baseman or a really good defense, and never both. Just haven't time. had a solid second baseman in a long time. Again, Aaron Hill we was need, pretty uh, solid, but he started. There's getting hurt. there's a guy in AAA right now who's hitting over 400 that could play second base. Yeah. He has the last name Biggio, I believe. Yeah. Um, but we won't get into that too much. We don't have the time today. Too early for him. Too early for him. <laughs> it's and too early. Even though it is, I think it's not early enough for Bichette. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. Um, let's talk about uh, game two as well. Uh, that relay that Jansen and Galvis and all those guys had, that was pretty. That was, yeah, that was something. From, I mean, we, we were talking about the bad defense yeah, Jays had. That was good. a good defensive play right there. Yeah, perfect throws from T.O.N. and mm-hmm. Galvis, and Jansen gets the ball, blocks the plate, makes the tag, game yeah. over. Patrick, what do you think about Freddie Galvis so far? Do you oh think my god, he, I love do, Freddie Galvis. Do you think he can keep if this I, up? If I had the budget, Galvis would be the 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 jersey that I buy this year. He's doing everything right and he's he's even hitting hot right now. He stayed hot so far mm. the entire season, which I know is only like 21 days old, but still he's doing everything right. He's even like helping Guriel with his uh stuff out on the field when they're practicing. Or whatever. I know, like, we're talking about practice, but, you know. Um, That's a good uh, question whatever. here, though. Would you buy a Freddie Galvis jersey already? I'll buy one after July 31st when he's traded and they're cheap. Yeah, I don't know if I would <laughs> buy yeah. a Freddie Galvis jersey. I want one really badly because I love him. Like, he's I love cool his dude. look. I love the dreads. Yeah. I love the high socks. I love the fact that he's hitting bombs and he's good defensively. But really, the only, like, reliable jersey to buy on the Jays for, like, longevity at this point, Gritchuk signed a five-year deal. Yeah. And Danny Jansen's probably going to be around for a while. And maybe, maybe and Rowdy Telez. Yeah, Vladdy, too. Yeah. Um, maybe Rowdy Telez. No, I don't think he's long term. I wouldn't buy a, a Rowdy Telez um, jersey. I love the guy, yeah. but if I can put his first name on the back and have a Rowdy, Rowdy Jays jersey, <laughs> then yeah, maybe I yeah, would. So Jansen and Gritchick are probably the two safe bets to buy. Honestly, with Galvis though, I mean the <laughs> thing that worries me is like we have Bo Bichette coming up. And like it's he is our shortstop of the future. Yeah, he'll so be even up though Freddie Galvis is killing it this year, like are we really going to keep Freddie Galvis for more than this no, season? No, Bichette's off to a slow start in AAA, but I mean, what if Galvis keeps this up though? And what if Galvis is just we'll, just has a we'll talk about it and who's season? hot, who's not? But he cooled off this last. Yeah, week. but what if I just theoretically here? What if Galvis just has an amazing year 
and like just proves himself to be one of the best shortstops in the league. Do you like bring Bichette up and do you keep both of them? Do you trade Galvis to uh, at his highest market value or? I think you got trade him personally. We'll do the same with Ken Giles, I believe, if he pitch as well what would you do patrick in the situation like galvis just has an amazing year for the jays do you trade him or do you have both him and bachette or <laughs> patrick are you there is your mic muted it is muted <laughs> <laughs> i heard you i heard oh, it pop off. i heard it pop off before and i was like geez patrick <laughs> come back <laughs> okay here's the question what is galvis on as far as deals go does it expire at the end of this year? Yeah, he's on a one-year, four million dollar year. year. Mil, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone. Um, <laughs> he's gone. Doesn't matter what he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Giles, on the other hand, I actually think Giles will stick around for a while because we don't have the pitching depth. We don't have somebody who could walk into that role unless you thought like we're going to sign Craig Kimbrell tomorrow. Hmm. In which case, I would say yeah, Giles is gone. Hmm. But. That's not going to happen. So we're not going to pay ten million for, you know, an eighty percent ability. Craig Kimbrell. Nobody is. That's we why have, we still... do have a a club option on Galvis for next year. Very true. Five and a half million. One. Really? One, really? one million dollar buyout. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. That's extremely interesting. Very I think interesting. we keep him then. Yeah. I'd say Five so and too. a half mil. I mean, it, it means a guy like uh, Urania won't be up probably unless unless Brendan Drury continues what he's doing. I mean, you need a middle infielder because mm-hmm. Urania can Drury can play everywhere infield yeah. outfield, whereas Urania is confined to second base, shortstop, and third, which is no slouch. Um, it's going to be tough for us to find those backup players that are able to contribute. Because, I mean, once Boba Shett gets up and once Vladdy gets up, that left side of the infield, like, those guys are going to start almost every day. Yeah. Um, and then whoever How do you guys feel days, about platooning? Yeah. Galvis is an everyday player. So how do you feel about Boba Shett mm, um, being in the that. lineup like 60 to 70 games next year? Maybe That's... we just put Boba Shett at second base. Hmm. That is not the worst idea in the world. Not the worst. I mean, the Jays think he can stick a shortstop. For, for a, yeah, but for a year, stick him at second, get him used well, to the major it'll be the, game. It'll be the same thing as Guriel though. Guriel always played shortstop. You move him to second base, and he's a terrible defender now. True. It's it's as much as we say that second base is a shorter throw. It's different angles. I mean, a lot of times the shortstop, if you're right-handed, you make a lot of plays running to your left or coming in. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a second baseman, a lot of plays are running to your right up the middle. And if it's, you're it's a, a major league throw. baseball player, though, but it's all you know, right? It's like <laughs> yeah, trying to get a first but... baseman to go play left field. Man, if we're paying you four million, look at the Phillies did with Reese If Hoskins. we're paying you four million dollars a year, you better learn oh, how to throw man. at a different angle. It just doesn't matter. I mean, if a guy like Reese Hoskins, they tried to put him in the outfield last year when they had Carlos Santana for the Phillies, and it went terribly. So they got rid of Santana and Reese Hoskins is back at first. He just if if you've never done it like that's like asking a pitcher to go play to go to go hit right mm-hmm. they may have did it in college but an American League pitcher hits maybe ten at bats a year if they're like pitching every interleague series yeah but it's that's 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 apples and oranges though pitching and hitting I mean those are two different pieces. playing left it's field moving, and catching is different it's moving too. twenty feet to the right yeah it's still and different I, again but it's fine like it's again you're a major league baseball player you played your whole life you should be able out. to hit both sides of the plate too then no ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous uh, we're not even gonna talk about I'm on Justin's side on this one okay. you can't just switch you can't just switch to the other side of the diamond like that it just doesn't translate. I think what they're trying with Guriel right now is make him a super utility. It's not working. Because 
Yeah, it's not working right now. But like Biggio is very clearly going to be the second baseman of the future. Could be. He's adequate defensively. Uh, he is, in my opinion, our best uh, hitting prospect outside of uh, Guerrero. And Guerrero is about to come up, so eventually Biggio is going to be our top prospect. Disrespect to Bichette, but he's been slumping since the start of the year. Biggio is the new hotness. Yeah, right now. <laughs> right now. We'll see what happens over the it's course the of the season. Flavor of the week. I it's mean, April eighteenth. Oh, Bichette's a better ball. Like, yeah, early. no, Biggio's right there. It's not like yeah. they're just super. Like it's not like one is way better than the other one. But I, I'd still take Bo Bichette over Kevon Biggio. Yeah, hard to say. It's, again, it's really hard to say because they're really, really depends close. on team need. Right now, yeah. we now we need a second baseman, and that would be Biggio's domain. So. I'm telling you guys, it wouldn't be that hard to go from shortstop to second. Yeah. Wouldn't be that hard. For 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 a great player, it's not, um, or for somebody who is a defense first player, like like say I I drew your Urania. Those guys are really good defenders. So for them to move around, it's what they've done their whole career. Mm-hmm. But for a guy like Bichette, who's always played shortstop, or a guy like Guriel, who always played shortstop, or a guy like Galvis, who's always played shortstop, mm-hmm. telling him he's going to play second base, I mean, the the psyche of that is a lot different, and just like. It, yep. it's it's just a different beast it's like when you try say you sleep on the left side of the bed and then one night you have to sleep on the right side for some reason maybe you spill a pop in your bed or something mm-hmm. it just feels weird it's yeah, not right Freddie Galvis is either going to play short or he's going to get dealt it's like do it for have... a week do it for like take nothing but ground balls for a week at second base it's like when get you put a shoe on the again they're foot. paying you millions wrong. of fucking dollars yeah, I know figure it the fuck out the, like... the theory makes sense but in the, the practical thing it just it doesn't work all the I've time I've done it though yeah, yeah, you've done it, but not at the big league level. No, no offense. but it's but I mean, yeah, obviously not at the big league level, but it's still grounders and throwing. Like it's not. Like, it's, yeah, it's a, th- it's a throw. It's just it's, it's just like hey, make base, throw a little major bit league baseball is a fast game. I I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree that it should be possible, but sometimes it just doesn't work. It's possible. You guys are making it think like it's like impossible. I'm not saying it's, it's impossible. Po- I'm saying it is. I just it just doesn't work all the time. I know, but again, if you're a major league baseball player, I think that yeah. you should just be able to play well, like a couple of positions. If we want if we want to have that kind of team, we'll have a bunch of Richard Urias and. And jury's playing and that won't go oh my god i don't want that <laughs> that's true let's get to who's hot who's not here um when it comes to hitters yeah some of the guys are playing really really well like rando grichik for one has been has well, been playing fantastic justin smoke's been picking it up as of late he had a big uh big week two rbi uh game against minnesota there and he had a huge week he's as well walking like a like a master right mm-hmm. now too g oscar hernandez is playing really really good out of all of our hitters who's impressing you the most here um, for me this week, I go with Smokey. Uh, nine walks against three, only three strikeouts is pretty impressive. His on base percentage this week was 548. I guess that's his last seven games, not this past week. Sorry, but 548 over seven games that's pretty good. That's Mike Trout level. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Patrick, who do you have your eye on here? Who's been the best this week? Uh, our best hitting, like not taking into account walks and stuff like that, it's got to be Teoscar Hernandez, whatever. Whatever mental block he had before, it's gone. And uh, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him. I wish more of those hits were extra bases, but it's simply got to be one of those baby steps things where he's like getting his contact in and then soon he'll be able to really grip and rip, you know, when someone hangs a bad breaking ball. He's still striking out a lot, but that's Teoscar Hernandez. And maybe instead of like being patient with the ball this this week his strategy was like i'm just gonna attack the strike zone and then he ended up getting a bunch of hits so good for him he unleashed that bomb that three-run bomb the other night into mm-hmm. the second deck in, yeah. in mini I think, I've, I've oh sat, yeah i've sat in that spot before and that's a long ways away from mm-hmm. the plate 
I think Gritch has been one of our better hitters because of just the, the hits that he's getting in the situations that he's getting. Yeah. I mean, classic Blue Jays, we suck with runners in scoring position, but Gritch has played pretty well with runners in scoring position. And I just, I like just the timely hitting that Gritch has. It seems yeah. like whenever we need a hit, Gritchick's there to get us a hit. And I, I really like that about him. He's like, his stats aren't fake, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you look at someone's stats and they're like, oh, they're having a great year. But it's like, well, they're getting garbage time hits, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at our record this week was four and three in our, we're four and three in our last seven now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and the, and, the, and the offense is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's when, when the hit, when the offense comes, it gives the starting pitchers confidence. It's too bad we can't get any run support from Marcus Stroh when he's getting 1.5 runs of support in his starts so far this season. So, that's. Yeah. Not ideal in four starts. <laughs> when it comes to hitters who are struggling here, uh, Rowdy. Yeah. Rowdy is batting 191 right now. Now, I yeah. think a lot of Blue Jay fans are kind of like, well, whatever, he had that pinch hit home run, and he has a couple cool moments. But, I mean, it's, it's he's a cool guy, and he's fun to watch, but he's hitting 191. So, he's, Patrick, are you a little worried about yeah. Rowdy? Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm worried. I'm mostly worried about our from, like, 6 to 9 on our – our, our lineup any given night is like this like poo poo platter of like Alan Hansen, <laughs> Brandon Drury, Rowdy Tellez, Socrates, Breed, Luke Melee. I know I'm just like picking a little bit, but like none of these guys are hitting well at all. And it's just like once it's like once you get past Gritchick in the lineup, there's not really anything left. You just kind of got to you can mow your way through and get back to one. And then it's just like, is it Galvis? But Galvis has cooled off, so well, I'm concerned our, for next week. All of our best hitters are in AAA right now. <laughs> it sure seems like it. Like Bo- Bobuchet, Biggio, and Vladi, they're all in. They're all in AAA right now. If we had those three guys up there with Galvis and with Gritchick, who are again, Galvis has kind of cooled off. Mm. But those five guys, pretty good. I mean, then, then it makes our lineup pretty good. I mean, you look at guys like Rowdy and Brito. Like Rowdy struck out in nine of his eighteen at bats this week. That's fifty percent of his at bats. Pretty bad strikeouts. Yeah. And then Socrates Brito, on the other hand, he's he, f- he started his Blue Jays career 0 for 21, um, oh, which set a Jesus franchise Christ. record for his only player in Blue Jay history to ever go 21 at-bats without getting a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, has the yeah. experiment failed? <laughs> I don't know. Like, are, I, are you guys ready for like this week's spree. spicy take? Oh, boy. Here we go. Yep. Give it to us. Here you go. Socrates Brito should retire from baseball. Oh, man. Right now. He's got like a three hundred. Like, he's got a three hundred average in AAA lifetime. I mean, the dude has hit like, before. It's just a matter of him hitting now. Chris Davis went over fifty like, something. Right now, he should call a press conference. Like right now, at you know, nine thirty p.m. Eastern time, after a game, call a press conference and be like, "I'm retiring from professional baseball because I can't hit the ball." I hope it happens this week that Socrates Brito gets like six or seven hits and he has like a five hundred average, and then Patrick is like, "Socrates Brito is back." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know I'd rather happen. I'd rather be wrong in that situation, but like right yeah, now, that's... I don't understand why he and Alan Hansen are on this team and Richard fucking Urania, who is way better defensively than both of them, uh, and was also hitting decently before he got sent down. Why these two buffoons <laughs> are being given plate appearances? Hey, I'm, and I'm... Guriel. Granted, his defense sucks ass, but whatever. I'm with you on this one, buddy. I mean, as much as I loathe the prospect of Uranus ever starting in the lineup, he's definitely a better player than these two guys. Yeah. Well, Brandon Jury's having a bad year right now, too. He's having a rough go. Like, he's uh, batting 0-80. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Two hits and 25 at-bats. 
we've invested a lot, not invested, I should say, but invested a lot of time in this guy where it's like, Hey, we got to kind of play him and see how it works out, but it's not yeah. working. It's, it's really not working for him. Uh, by the way, Freddie Galvis, his last seven games, he's hitting 219, but again, it's bound to happen. He was, yeah. he was he's a, he's like a 240 career. Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's just going back. His, his BABIP was crazy before mm. regression happens. Yeah. We see it with everybody who starts off hot. It always comes back down to earth. Let's get to the pitchers here. Yeah, uh, Thomas Pannone has pitched really, really well. Um, yes! Clay Buckles also, though. Clay Buckles, <laughs> though, has also played really, really well for the Jays. Out of those two guys, who do you trust most getting a start? Start Clay yeah. Buckles. You're gonna start. You're gonna start Clay Buckles <laughs> I'll, I'll over Thomas. I'll go with the Spinelli. guy who's done it for his whole career versus the guy who has maybe what seven starts, eight starts. In his Do career. you agree, Patrick? Oh yeah, but I mean, ladies and gentlemen, oh, Thomas Pannone is back. <laughs> See, that's why I can't take anything I you say serious it. when you roast a guy, or it's like you hate Thomas Pannone. No, you love Thomas Pannone. I've never said I hated Thomas Pannone. You I've been sent critical him to the sun one Pannone. day. <laughs> I have been critical of Thomas Pannone, and I said, "Get your shit together." You play the critical card, hey? Critical, critical. Ooh, you, you, that's, you, well, were, you were ready to exile him to the fiery bowels yeah, of the sun. Yeah, just like we're critical on Brett Laurie. Yeah, for sure. And Pete Walker. Yeah, yeah we're critical <laughs> on them. Yeah, uh, Joe Biagini. Credit to him; he's been great in the bullpen. Big Joe. No one saw that coming, Picked but up the good save for him. When Giles was yeah. sick. And again, Strowman, even though his record sucks because he hasn't gotten any run support, Marcus Strowman's looked great for us. Yeah, he's like 0-3 with like a 189 ERA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like Jake DeGrom last year. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't get away. Are we just going to pretend Whip doesn't exist? We won't pretend Whip like... doesn't exist. But, I mean, the guy gets ground balls. He, he Yes, he is walking people, but he's getting out of the jams. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the jam that he got himself in this week was – Due to Gurriel's throwing error, yeah. So I mean, oh, yes. I mean, the, he the three runs that Stroman gave up in his start were all unearned. So we can't really fault him a hundred percent for that. I mean, of course, yeah, you could strike everybody, everybody out that you face, but obviously we know that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, well, well, it wasn't a great start for Marcus. I mean, under no fault of his own did he give up those runs. Yeah. I knew, I'm pumped on Clay Buckles right now, though. Yeah. Good for two, he looks, two starts. He looks decent great. again today. I mean, Fits in pretty well. Yeah. That's um, fifth, his fifth starter spot. Yeah. Trent Thornton's not fitting in. No. Um, again, he had those two first starts were great, but his last mm. two have been woof. I mean, three home runs, five walks. He's given up 14 hits, nine earned runs. Like, it's not like the defense is booting the ball around for him. No. And I mean, the hope was we're in a little bit of. We, we were hoping that. We would get um, Tapera, Buckholes, and Ryan Barucki around the same time. But Ryan Barucki's on the 60-day DL now. Mm-hmm. He had that Corazon shot in his elbow this week, and he'll be out until at least May 27th is the earliest he can be activated. So now that we have Buckholes in, you can argue that he slots into the fourth spot and that now moves Thornton to the fifth spot. That yeah. fifth spot could be treble again like it was the first couple of times through the, the, mm-hmm. the, the uh, rotation. So uh, do, you, do you think Thornton gets another start? No. You, you give him one more chance. He's had two good ones, two bad ones. This will be his deciding one. Yeah, give him one more. He'll pitch again. He'll pitch at home again, if they if they let him do mm-hmm. it because he won't pitch this next in his next three games. Yeah. He pitched yesterday. Well, what about Aaron Sanchez though, Patrick? Because like again, his his numbers aren't bad. Yeah. But if you watch the game, he, he, he looks can't a little find wild. the strike zone. He's a little wild. What about Aaron Sanchez? What do you think's wrong? I uh, he just hasn't figured out his control. He had it for like a week at the start of the year. And then he lost it. But the bright side is, though, that while we do have some struggling starters, I think that fifth 
starting spot is a good opportunity for them to start easing guys like Panone or Sam Gaviglio into spot starts because they're actually having good, like they had good weeks and Gaviglio has been good for a while now. And I think he's earned the opportunity to have a start while Thornton should be ejected back to triple a. I don't mind that. Hmm. That's a really good take. Actually. I like that. Um, Tim Mesa has also struggled by the way. Um, he was our oh, kind of most reliable bullpen guy. Coming it's, into this season. It's a real good thing that Pannon had a good week. Exactly. Having a lefty in there that can throw strikes at any given time is pretty critical for, yeah. for the Blue Jays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got to wrap things up, though, because it is just about that time. Again, a shout-out to Keystone Light for sponsoring today's episode. Yeah. Big oh shout-out to Keystone Light. Send us free stuff. Shout I'll have to, it. Uh, shout-out to Anchor for making podcast mm-hmm. uploading easier for me. Also, <laughs> Keystone Light, if you do send us free stuff, only for me, not for these two, because they made fun of your product, and I did not. I give you guys. I don't drink beer, so yeah, Patch doesn't drink. Whatever. He's one of those guys. What? I don't drink at all. Yeah, hey, that's fine. We're, uh, let's get back on the PC mac and cheese train here. Like, oh, get something done. that we can all enjoy. Yeah, that's with, been like, done. Miss Vicky's sea salt and vinegar. Tootsie Rolls, whatever. Mm. Sponsored by Tootsie Rolls. We're edgy. We're we're an adult podcast. Um, again, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us a like or oh. a follow or whatever. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Stitcher. That's where you can listen to us. Um, tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Or just talk to us on social media. We'll answer your questions and go from there. Uh, for Justin and Patrick, my name's Clayton. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Get to